Well, I mean, we know what we're talking about. We know what cultural misfits is. We know that it's good about misfits and not yes. fitting in, right? Um, yes. And um, yeah, we know that already. Um, mm-hmm. And I was talking to somebody about it today, actually. Um, and I mean, because I said cultural misfits, and the person knows that I'm obviously like I'm black in the UK, and that you know my friend, because most of my friends here know that I have this friend called Solani in the US. They do, huh? Well, you know, she's my best friend, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I realized recently that I don't know if I've said this to you that I realized that you're my best friend. It's kind of weird about that. Well, how do you define a best friend? Because I've never really. I don't think about best friends exactly. Yeah, I'm not right. about the best friend. But then I thought, yeah. if I was going to say, who is the friend that I have that is the best of my friends? And the only one name came to mind. And it's kind of weird because I know you have, you know, good friends. So how did I make that list? I'm not trying to, you know, undermine my importance in your life. You know, you're important to me. I know I'm important to you. But how did I make it up that list? Is that like, did I creep my way into you? Because again, thinking you definitely about cut how your way to it. <laughs> thinking, like, who did I kill to like get to this spot? Like, was I slaying your friends along the way? And then I emerged like best friends. I, I think this so. Is now they explain all the people that stopped being my friend. He probably went and had conversations with them. Okay, first of all, wait, are we recording? Is this recording? Did you did you say yes to recording yes. on your end? Yes, I did. Also, oh, we're, we're actually having a conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, i <laughs> Hi there, welcome to the More Simple Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them as our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences we hope that in turn you are inspired by them and that you get the courage needed to set your own stories free enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening (laughs) if you want to delete it later you can I want to do it. I think it's so organic because I didn't even know we're recording. Usually it's to tell me recording in progress, but it's just what it is. So I think it's a good segue into even talking about our relationship, right? And <laughs> welcome everybody. That was even unexpected. On the show today, which you're gonna be seeing a lot of him, is my very good friend, um, Doc Ayomide. How do you want me to address? I know you have best friend. Because... I thought we just said <laughs> Actually, yes. to, to be to be honest, I don't know if I'm your best friend, which is fine. No, no, um, you know how you know how. So how does it work? How does best friend work? Because I would let you know this. Ever since I was little, when when you are supposed to feel those you know, little things, they have have you feel like favorite food, favorite best friend column was always empty because I really didn't understand who to put there. I felt like I have these many people in my life that I that I you know care about and we're having like good relationships and all. Who's that one person you want to put on that list? For me, it was more like you have to have friends to say you have a best friend. I do have friends, right? So, and again, when you put someone as your best friend, do you want to check in with them and be like, hey, are you sure you're putting my name on your list as well? Does it go both ways? What do you think? I don't think it has to be mutual. I don't think it has to be mutual. Um, Although, actually, to be fair, I feel like people expect it to be mutual, but I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Like, like, even friendships, like I feel like there are people who can consider themselves your friend and you don't consider them your friend. And usually you don't let them know that because they probably it's probably not gonna be helpful information. <laughs> but um, I that's why I draw the line. Like if I'm calling you a friend, I don't call me a friend, and what's the point of it? I get that, but I'm saying do you really do you really not have people in your life? I feel like most people will relate to this who consider themselves your friend. Well, probably not most people. But I feel like a good one would relate. Like, do you? I don't know if you have any such people, but do you have people like that? No. If you don't consider me your friend, I'm not going to consider you no, my friend. I'm saying the other way around. That they consider me their friend, but I'm not their friend. 
you don't think of you don't, like for you like yes oh, yes yes exactly exactly <laughs> exactly if you put me in that oh, position of power yes <laughs> of course yes it's like uh we're still i'm still getting to know you oh you know what spoke to me out um i had this friend who i'm not going to mention the country she's from because you know she's the only person from that country and people in my circle would know she called me her best friend and we've only had like very minimal interaction and i thought i was very heavy like but i just chucked it down to you know um language you know differences and you know communication style but i just took it like she saw me as a very close sister because i was teaching her english and whatnot but i just felt best friend like i've only had like four interactions with you so again what does best friend mean to you to me and particularly you just use it just you know i flippantly you know best friend best friend not. oh best Okay. You know me enough to know there's no way I would say that flippantly. I, I think, know, I but I just want to. I just want to ask. I feel like, like you're fishing. I feel like you're fishing here a little bit. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I? Like, no, I'm not. I just want to know, like, what's your process? Like, what, 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 what do you classify as a best? Quick, quick segue. The way you said, no, I'm not. Just now, reminding <laughs> me. I don't ask him Bojack. I don't ask him Bojack Hosman. No, no, I haven't. I of course, have Will Annette. Are you kidding me? Will Annette, are you kidding me? Oh, wait, wait. Okay, well, whatever. Fine. Here's the thing. You know when he says, you know when he goes, you know when he goes, what? You know he's lying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like when you catch someone's hand in the jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, I like, I like that skit. That is one of my favorite responses to like anything. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but people don't always get it so you know <laughs> i get it okay <laughs> so yeah that's what that's what like where you're like what do you mean i'm fishing <laughs> was like, i wasn't fishing but it was like it was like you going what <laughs> anyway so what does what does this mean to you? like what's your operational definition of that phrase of that term i don't know i don't know what it means um so okay, let me start. What I think people th- people mean by it when they say best friend, um, I think what they mean is something like, oh, this person that is like they get you, you know, and um, you can tell them anything, and um, um, yeah, like you know, you you your your life and their life are basically just very intertwined, I guess. Yeah. Um, and actually, so maybe this is why I started thinking of you that way was because everything I've just said would apply to you. But it wasn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't even know how I got to thinking about it. Oh, I think I know why. I think it was one of those conversations where I was talking to another friend. Yeah. So, like, I met, you come up a lot in my conversations, right? Because, well, because. We have a lot of conversations. We talk a lot, and every now and then, I'll I will reference something you said. Oh, really? Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! Okay, now that 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 was me fishing. Okay, <laughs> I'll reference something you said, and I'll be like, oh, um, but then because I want to see who said it, then I'll give a bit of background. Like, oh, one of my friends said this. Yeah. One of my friends said that. I think one of my friends, and this is another very good friend that I have here in the UK. Um, I think one of them was like, you've met, so I have this friend, uh-huh. and this is actually one of my very good friends, this person I'm about to talk about, who has a bad habit uh-huh. of name dropping her friends, and it's annoying. You don't do that? No. So I don't name drop my friends. friends. I reference my friends. But like this person will say, oh, so John said, and I'll be like, hold up. <laughs> you can't even say John in a conversation. You I don't think, know who John is. <laughs> like you're not talking about Tom Cruise or like J Lo yeah, or like yeah, yeah, like yeah. John is like it's not Zendaya. It's like you can't even say John. <laughs> it's like do you get know what I mean? It's like you know, yeah. like regular English. You're supposed to say a before you come and say so. The boy came. You can't just start yeah. with the boy came. What if you establish it was a boy? There was a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she does it all the time. And it's not just me. Like, all her friends, or not all her friends, but a number of her friends have picked her up on this, right? Yeah. Of, she just, like, just just throw a name in there. Or so that's <laughs> how, you know, 
um, Tosin and Robert decided to come to my house. And they told me, I went, I went, hold up, I don't even know who Tosin is. <laughs> I don't even mention Tosin. So, like, initially, you'd be like, is it that she mentioned it to me before and I can't remember? You know, that's what I used yeah. to think. But then I realized, no, she never mentioned it to me before. She just did that thing again. So, I don't do that. <laughs> and then, after I mentioned, referred to you a few times, she was like, what's this person's name? Like, I'm sure they have a name. I was Ooh. like, well, because I'm, I'm not like you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't randomly. So, like, most of my friends know you as my friend in the US. Ah, uh, the whole of the continent, our oh, well, North America, <laughs> is that one friend in the US. I'm very honored. Yeah, you know, you know how, like, Mommy Akure, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mommy Keto, yeah, <laughs> Mommy Satellite Town, that's another one. And yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. you're like, all right, US, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, obviously, I have other friends in the US, but like, when I refer to my friend in the US, I'm probably friend to this one person. Okay. Um, so that's how most of them know you. But then maybe sometimes I'll be, so like I've shown a few people your you know that picture you sent me of your laptop with all the stickers. Oh yeah, my stickers, yeah. <laughs> so I've shown it to a few people. So I, I one of the people I showed it to was someone who was thinking like I had too many stickers. Like, I have too many stickers. <laughs> I have too many stickers. Let me show you who has too many stickers. <laughs> and I'll be like, and just so you know, this is a professor of pharmacy. <laughs> The more colors, the better. That's how I see the world. So, like, I'm not crazy or anything. <laughs> Wait, I'm the crazier one. <laughs> okay, okay. For those that we've lost to this your conversation, let's just do an introduction of who we are. Um, for those joining us for the very first time, welcome. This is just um, a place to have some lighthearted conversation. And today I have, who's going to be featuring a lot on the podcast, by the way. If you haven't caught up yet, check out the previous episode in this season, season five. So I'd like for him to formally introduce himself. All right, Dr. Ayamide Adebayo, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and just who you are and your, I guess, what are you doing on the podcast uh, well, hi everyone. Um, I hate to introduce myself because I never know what to say. Um, so obviously I'm very bad at it. But um, yeah, um, I'm Amide. I'm Doc Amide. Everyone online, um, and I a medical doctor, psychiatrist, um, which is basically what I've done all my all my medical career as psychiatrist, except for the one year when I worked in private clinic in Victoria Island, Lagos. I don't know why I said that, um, <laughs> and. And I, 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 um, I write uh, as well. Uh, I write essays um, and a newsletter, which has been on, uh, which is a whole other story that maybe we'll talk about someday. And, um, Definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm friends with Tolani. We've been friends for what? 18 years. 15 years. Oh, you, 18. Oh, oh right. We're going to have to talk about how you calculated that. I did. I, I keep trying to think about it. I'm like, I know it's more than 15 years. 18, um, 2004. Wow. When I got to there, Have we yes. been friends longer than you were alive when we met? Aha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, have I just aged you by saying that? Don't put me in your age category. We both know you're checking a different box on that, okay? <laughs> no, what I what I mean is that have I made it possible for people to calculate your age by saying that? It's okay. They probably know my age because I talk about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Actually, I was, I was, I was, I was once introduced to someone, and and they said how long they'd been working somewhere, uh-huh. or, and I was like, wow, you've been working there longer than I've been, I've been alive. <laughs> I meant it as a good thing, but I, I don't think they saw it as a good thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on just your distance as far as relationship. So yes, um, this is um, Ayamide, my very good friend. Um, he was we met in college actually and I don't know if you remember my first memory of you was definitely in the fellowship that I went to CFG so shout out to CFG Christian Fellowship Group which was a Christian fellowship on campus and you always would just have like chit chat after um, I think after every like my Thursday night I'll just see you just hanging around but you always with Chiamaka and, you know, and Chiamaka and I were roommates. So again, shout out you to You said that like I was jobless. No, you weren't jobless. You were just, 
<laughs> just hanging around. You're, you're, you're tall, you know. You're, you're, you're stand about, like you. You're easily spotted in a crowd. But there was one thing you always you said. You made a compliment one time about my dress, and you're like, you you have a funky sense of of like you have a funky taste in dress, something like that. I remember, I had to go look up the word. Like, I know what funky means, but I wanted to be sure that it was really a compliment. And I met, I, I, the way I subsumed it was that, okay, this is actually paying me a compliment. And you pick up on my dressing style every now and then, which, it, which I, which I related to it to be unconventional, but in a cute way. And it kind of stayed with me. And then the more we talked, the more we realized that we had some things in common, like CS Lewis. And when I went through all of that existential crisis in college, you were that one person I knew that I could talk to about stuff. And even if there was judgment needed, you, you still said in a very delicate way. And, you're always very thoughtful and you made me ask questions and think deep. like I'll come to your questions I'll leave with more questions but it wasn't in that unsatisfying way it was still a way to kind of explore the world around me and you're one of those few people that I would say has really informed my process especially about mental health and understanding more of stuff like I catch myself sometimes not trying to diagnose things around me because I know that if I'm doing it to be listening are you sure that's OCD that's not OCD that's just something your, else your inner your middle voice is judging it's always there yeah it's always there so <laughs> you know, I don't know how to describe it but you you really inform and I think I've told you many times you inform inform my creative process as well and some other things which you know with time on the podcast we'll get to hear but yes, you're you're just you're on top of my list. Like you, you're just that one person that I know that I can always come to talk about anything because you you listen well and you help you you help ask the difficult questions. Not always the answers to those questions, but you help people. You just kind of tease stuff out, you know. So yeah, that's that's who you are to me. And we've say- been friends for eighteen years. Wow. So our friendship is basically able to vote now and drive. And drive, yes. I was thinking about the one I was doing issues this morning. 18 years. But it doesn't seem like that because it wasn't no, it like doesn't. we kept talking for 18 years. If not for the internet and technology, we probably, I don't think we'll still be friends. I don't know. Yeah. Because one of us sucks at keeping in touch. And it's not me, but you wanted to say something. I think I kind of cut you short. Yeah, well, I was going to say that you said it was the internet and technology and i was like and you well i was just trying to say that but i didn't want to put my own horn you know so in case you guys are not seeing i'm actually flipping my hair for that compliment <laughs> because of that compliment but go ahead no that, that's just what i was gonna say like just and you because um yeah like um i'm we may talk about this at some point like i i don't feel like um I've, I've not always felt like I'm very good at being a friend. I still struggle with that, actually. Um, some of it is sort of difficulties growing up. I know that. Um, some of it is genuine, like, I'm actually a good friend. Yeah. Um, the, right. the main thing I wanted to say now was um, you definitely put in work in many ways um, because you would often... Like, we had lots of periods of not talking for silent years yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah we definitely had silent years well mm-hmm. not really silent years because we still always had that january one yes you call yes, yes. silent years and i don't yes. know who started that one actually. you did I think it was you you did was it you was it me? me i can't remember i think we met we met one time at ccc like um the crossover night yeah. Remember? Yeah, and I think it's Was just, it me that they started looking for you after that? Or was it you that was I looking for me? I think so. I think I think we just always found ourselves. So right. I mean it was But then there was a point um, it became deliberate. It became deliberate. And I remember you just said this is something I'm I wanna keep doing. So like he's always the first person that calls like on New Year's Day and he will say happy New Year and then we'll have a conversation. And I, I really look forward to those moments. And there was time you used to send a message, remember on Christmas Day? Yeah. Yeah. I know you don't do that Christmas anymore, but I, Christmas I love. I, there was one part, and I, I have to check my Google Keep notes. Like your curated message, it wasn't really the Merry Christmas. It was very deliberate, which I really, really liked. So, anyways, I miss those ones, but I miss the text. But I was still settled for this one. Yeah, I still want to. I still want to come back to those texts, actually. But yeah, that was. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, let me backpedal a little bit. So there was, I think, between and I, I might be very rough in the years between 2011 and 20, I want to say 14, 2015, 
we were very weren't keeping in touch as much but i kept finding you in the sense that i would then blackberry was still in use research in motion <laughs> and i would find you and you know say hi and say hello and i think there was one time you kept saying you still remember me like almost like you were shocked that i was still keeping in touch and do you want to know why i kept in touch with you even that's why how you sucked at keeping in touch because you really <laughs> mattered you really mattered to me like and even i'm someone that i, I have some people that will be like this is not who tolan is because i don't chase friends you know i've always had this and i'm not trying to blow my heart i've always had people around me as friends and and i sometimes i get kind of like used to just having people around me but you're one of those people that i know that despite my brain telling me, why you always try to keep in touch with person they never call you back they don't text you back you know and and then there wasn't whatsapp so there was no way of you just doing that quick you know back to back messaging but it's very important to me because even before the internet became a thing that made communication this you know abundant it was the years of without the internet it was the conversations we had and the most impactful one for me was when we met up in Ibadan and I was having a crisis I will never I will never forget that yes actually. that to me was a turning point like wherever this guy is I always want to have him in my life because it, it there's just nobody quite like you in in the way you you help me just and I think that was the moment I was either going to just crash permanently crash and make some horrible decisions or just come out of the funk that I was in and I want to just say by you just listening to me and just helping me to solve stuff because I told you things I wouldn't have told anybody and I shared a lot of my struggles with you I listen I you know you help me keep thinking about you know observing my behavior around you know certain triggers and all that and to me that was the point that I realized that okay I owe this guy not my like my life in that sense but this is a very good person you know this is a very good person you could have taken advantage or just you know just said something to kind of make me feel good and just pattern me on my merry way and i knew you were a quality person and i i couldn't just afford not to have you as far as connecting with you so i took the honor on myself even at the cost of self pride like you know when you're just texting somebody and i know like always keeping in touch i have this two two calls when i call you twice you don't return my call i'm done like but for you it was like you know i'm going to keep doing that i'm glad it paid off did i did i know it po- i'm curious was that you were you were no you were not the one initiating the conversations and the no phone definitely calls. yeah definitely yes yes that like, you would respond but i was always the one you know and it took like three months and i remember then i was in grad school which the first two years were really tough because you know trying to settle yeah. into grad school and even in the in the in the craziness of things and i was also in newlywed and so many things going on i still wanted to chat with Ayomi they're like why is this guy and and you are not very you know you're still not that kind of person on facebook you know you have some people that you can go on their facebook page and catch up on them there was no sign of Ayomi there and then you hadn't started you hadn't started your truth hunter like blog then so there was no way to actually get in touch with you when was this call. when was this this was 2011 between 2011 and 2013 oh right yes right. yes 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 And I remember the times I would call you was usually because I have this memory palace again don't judge me where when I get to certain spots I <laughs> I link that spot to a particular person Absolutely. and for you it was <laughs> for you I have a friend every time I go to my dentist when I call her cuz you know that's her spot right there and I always remember her so I have to call her I have another friend is in the shower not because of anything kinky it's just her memory palace and I've told her this and she was laughing at me for you it was by the canal which i have to walk through walk through like every two days because i had classes very close to the um alumni center and there was a canal that had a little bridge with some flowers and that was just but every time i passed i thought about every day and sometimes i'll text you or maybe just call you so yeah it meant a lot to me really because you called it a person and 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 that's i'm going to just you know stop for now and maybe hear you say something no you're a good friend in case you're always trying and i know it's always going to be that struggle the same way i struggle with just feeling worthy at times maybe it's just all part of the human experience but for all it was it wasn't just a flash in the pan you're a good friend you're a great friend you're a damn good friend damn it <laughs> <laughs> so that's I knew you're going to do that <laughs> yes no yes. we can talk about that actually at some point but maybe not today because the whole thing yes it's but a yeah whole thing. um yeah i think Yeah, I think I think one one thing that I was thinking about 
um, recently was because was how so like like you didn't you didn't you kind of hinted at this, at, at this earlier when you were talking just now, um, and that's the fact that when you when we first met, I think you were like you were like a junior sister to me. That's like that's how I knew you and your friend, right? Um, which is how I met you guys. Like you guys were you were younger than me, obviously the age. You were younger. You were junior in class, right? I'd been in school for. I think there was two years between us. Yes. Was it two or three? It was two. Two, two, yes. Yeah, although somehow you finished before me or finished around the same time. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you finished before me. It's just shortly before me. Right. Yeah, because I finished you, know, with you had a five-year set, course. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I finished with Taiwan set, yeah. Right, yeah. So, you know, all of that. And and this was this was the period of my life when I was just becoming social. And just sort of getting to interact with people and, like, because I was very shy and all of that. Like, I was the complete opposite of you. I was very shy, very sort of reserved. And I had just started sort of reach out and connect with people more. And and I, I was... Yeah, so... And I was very... Because I was in that school fellowship and there was all these younger people always coming in, I sort of started to think of it as, like, how can I be, like, a big brother to these people? Well, not a big brother, to be honest. Like, a brother... But then you end up becoming like a big brother because what what would happen again and again was they would sort of interact with me in that way. Um, and then I realized, oh, somehow I have become a big brother to this people. So it wasn't really like, there wasn't any real intention of becoming a big brother. But I realized that that was what was happening. Um, I didn't realize that in school. I think I realized that really after school. Like, to me, I was like their brother, their sister, like their friend. It was really just been a friend. But I realized it was sort of like that big brother thing. And, you know, I think that happened for a while, um, right? Even up, up until like the whole Ipadon thing, right? I know even then you sort of saw me as like big brother, but I think for me by that point by the Ipadon thing, I remember being excited to see you again because I hadn't seen you for a while, and it was like just excited of like oh I'm going to see my friend, and this was a friend that I really enjoyed hanging out with, um, yeah, and then we talked, and then you travelled. Because that was also before you travelled. Um, and I think that was the last time we saw before you travelled. And we actually haven't seen since. No, really, that's true. I haven't seen you like in... No. Oh my God, 11 years. That was 2011. 11. Jeez Louise, it doesn't even feel like that. Because we chat like almost every day. Yeah. Right? And oh, so wow. that, 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 that was then. And, you know... But we then need we to kept fix in this touch. We need Yes, like we, need to, yeah. we need to. We need to. And then... <laughs> And then, but for me, there was that evolution. And then, because after that, you then started reaching out more. Because for a lot of my friendships, when that sort of thing happened, we ended up sort of drifting apart a little bit. Um, but then you would reach out and you reach out and you reach out. And then I had a couple of difficult years in between as well, you know, which obviously you, know about, yeah. you didn't know that then, yeah. but you know about that, that, you know. Yeah, slowly. Um, yeah. And which obviously didn't excuse my not reaching out, but it was just like my thing. And then obviously the other thing is we get, which also didn't know is when I have difficult times, I tend to isolate. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> right. Um, and then I would sort of just, and I'm trying to get better at that, but I would, you know, sort of withdraw into myself. Um, and just isolate and, and totally just, yeah, not not reach out to anyone. Um, and I think you were one of those first friends I got to know who would who started like started learning to recognize that because for me that was coming from a history of feeling like nobody really cared and nobody was really interested. Not like nobody cared, but like nobody wanted to know your emotional so struggles. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like just get on with it, man. That sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, who has time for your for your drama, you know what I mean. Which is kind of weird that you say that by yourself because that's not who you are to others. If anything, you're that one person who's really interested in invested in well, you know, the other person's emotional strength and struggles. Yeah, so because of that period of my life when I started making yeah, that yeah, different yeah. shifts, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but also it was also because I think I think it was also it was that that started it, but I, I think I leaned more into it because I realized, excuse me, as someone who's experienced this, I realized how much it matters. Uh, 
I think, you know, to do that for people. Because I remember even when I started reaching out to people, I would try to, I would never forget one particular instance. And this particular incident, I will never forget because it really, and I think it's now I realize how much it helped me. I remember there was this friend that I'd been connecting with, I'm connecting with, I'm connecting with. And like, she would always talk to me about like what was going on with her, blah, blah, blah. And remember one day I was trying to talk about how I was struggling. And and then she was like, she didn't say this exactly, but was like, what? (laughs) You know, and I remember trying to be like, I tried to sort of break through, like, no, seriously, I'm serious. I was just like, no, come on, not you. And I, after a couple of tries, I, I remember thinking, yep, you're just not that person. You can't, you're not allowed to have problems. Right? You're, and, and it hurts. But I remember, like, I still stayed in that place of, like, you know, if you have problems, go ahead, talk to me, I will listen. Yeah, but for her, but you couldn't... I yeah. clearly am not going to be able to share things with you. With her. Um, and I think, I, I had that experience a few times. This was, like, the one I remember the most. But it wasn't just that person. I had that experience a few times with people. Um, and I remember also when I when the point in my life when I decided to try and remember people's birthdays and I connect to people and try and remember their birthdays. You save them as their phone numbers, right? <laughs> I well, I, so I got an idea from a friend, Ola, yeah. who you, you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he always remember people's birthdays. And I was like, how do you do it? And he told me how he did it. And so I decided to start doing it. And I... Mora and and when I developed my system, I went and shared with him, like, oh, this is my system for trying to remember. And I remember he said, but you know they won't remember yours. <laughs> <laughs> and by Not then, true. I'd been through enough of that sort of thing to realize, yeah, this is how it rolls. Like, you make a decision to do this and you live with it. Yeah. But don't expect it back. Yeah, from people. You know. I can say how that can be a good idea, a good thing to, like, settle down. But I can also imagine how you might preclude yourself from... Just exactly. be surprised, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and looking back, because I think this, if you remember this particular, I don't know how well you know this particular friend, right? Okay. That I just mentioned. I didn't do that thing of like, well, I'm not going to open up to you if you don't open up to me. Like, I didn't put those conditions on things, and I feel like that's what you did for me. Was Jigget? Oh. Was you did that as well? You you were that friend who helped me feel like. She takes me as the kind of friend that I am, right? Which is like I'm not the best. Like she, she, and and that this one things that so this one led to the damn good friend thing, like which I've told you about. For like you know, let me just say that for was like I remember like I had this conversation with my therapist, and I was like I've come to realize that I have I don't feel like I'm the best of friends, but I know that I have something to offer in friendship. Yeah, and it's something that. I think for some people set up expectations that I can't necessarily meet and not everyone is okay with that but for those who are willing to accept the friendship I have to offer I've come to realize that I can be a pretty good friend a damn good friend and and that's not to justify my feelings or my defects right it's just to say it's it's like it's like I don't know. I, I think the way I come to think of it now is it's like um, not an acquired taste. Acquired taste is not the word. But it's like I think that there's some things I have to No, I, I feel like there's some things I have to offer in friendship that I've come to realize that not every many people don't get in their friendships. But then there's a lot of things that people expect in their friendships that I don't have to give. So, I think so, that's what makes you. You see a very what I'm trying friend. to say? Yes, but that's what makes you a very good friend because it's your meeting people where they are and knowing that this is all I can give. And what's that say? What's saying that that's not how friendship should be? It's like mentoring. exactly. So that's that's the thing exactly. So like, if it, if you're looking for like classic friendship, I tend to suck. And because you're not a classic. Class. Sorry, I, don't, I want to say you're not a classic <laughs> person, but I'm like that's a this. No, no, it's kind of like it's kind of like mentoring. So as a as someone in my early as an early, early career professor and all that, you still learn that you have to 
identify who a mentor is, who a sponsor is, who a coach is. And if you are trying to fit a sponsor into the role of a mentor, you're going to you know, be sorely disappointed because they might not be able to give what you need. So have as many mentors in, for different aspects of your life. It's the same way I, I, I kind of see friendship, right? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I just, I think, I think the thing is, actually, so saying it, saying it now, this will be the first time I'm saying it publicly. I've said it to you before, actually. But I don't think I've said it publicly before. What is it? Um, what is it? What is it? What I've just, no, what I've just said, what I've just oh, said. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. You, you know it, you know that. Um, yeah. But it's not something I've said publicly before. And I think, I think, I think the reason why I've not said it publicly is because even I am aware that there's a sense in which it sounds what's the word now i'm looking for a word it sounds pretentious a little bit i'm aware that it sounds a bit pretentious a bit self-aggrandizing i think i don't think so because you've given us the context which anyone you know in their right sense of mind be able to put these things together yeah, yeah. And, 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 but but I, it, it's there's no sense of you know there's no sense of pretension in it for me like when i say Defect. I'm not saying that like to be modest. <laughs> yeah, his guys is really defective. <laughs> and I laugh, but I'm not proud of them. And there are defects that I've I've worked on and tried to get better at. But why do you um, think you're the only one with coming like no, everyone, no. we all have our defects, right? Yeah, but like you know, one of my favorite sayings is is um is this this saying from C.S. Lewis about what's C.S. Lewis? I can't friendship, remember. like friendship is when to pull me and say you too. No, 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 not that, that one. one, not that one. This is a more obscure one. That one is a popular one. This one is something yeah. more along the lines of not judging, not judging. And then somebody else also says this in a more successful way than Lewis does. But something along the lines of not judging people for sins that you have no temptation to. Oh, I see. I see. And we, we all do it, don't we? Like, if you see the things people tend to condemn most, there are things that personally they themselves have no inclination in that direction. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, for instance, somebody who some might condemn gambling in a very strong way when actually they don't have, there's nothing in them that is moved in that direction. Yeah. So, like, so of is course, it to it's easy yeah. to say. Yeah. But you find that people tend to be a lot more compassionate about the things that devices the that they themselves they struggle with, yeah. or able to defend those vices sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's something I've, I I think a lot about about like having remembering to have that sense of compassion. Like, yeah, maybe you don't steal, and so of course you've never thought of stealing. You know, you never occurred to you to steal, and so the idea of someone stealing sounds like this horrible thing to you. But then yeah. think about think about because I think that for all of us we have things that we struggle with that people don't necessarily get. Yep. And so use that to empathize with the ones that you don't struggle with. Do you know what I mean? Use that thing that you struggle with that other people don't struggle with. And I be more judgmental about. And I think yeah. everybody has something like that. Some people are lucky and maybe like all their vices are common vices. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there are some people like that. Okay. You know, but I think for many people there's that sense, and I think that's something I think about a lot. Of, uh, but I think that one of the things I've struggled with is that some of the things where I feel like I'm deficient are things that I think people just seem not to understand, which is strange to me because I don't think they are that undeficient. So I think some of it is also like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think before we go, let's tackle two things. What do you think makes our friendship work? And going forward on the podcast, like, what's, uh, I guess, what's the goal for having you as a recording co-host on the podcast? So I think the first question would be, I think you already alluded to that, but I think what makes our friendship work is definitely being vulnerable. And once you've trusted the person to know that, you know what, there's a history of you've told them things about you and it's been handled in a very good and holistic way so there's that trust and vulnerability like i think i've joked about it like i you know where all the bodies are buried and i know where all your bodies are buried and all that but i think it's just the truth yeah. 
<laughs> and then um, tons of jokes, like memes and links, and and just feeding off of the person's interest. And I think because of uh, we have so many interests that kind of like collide, you know, cultural tech. Uh, even though I don't like Apple and all that, but um, and in current events and everyone history, has their defects. I know, <laughs> especially you, right? And so I think just finding things that you know this person would like, like oh, check out, check this thing out. I saw something that I think you read or send this link and all that. So it's that. Or, or those things that person. nobody else you can't share with anybody else. Exactly, but then we get it. Like sometimes I think we've said like you know things that are a little bit explicit, but you don't have to like. Be like, oh, I don't want her to judge me because I'm sending her. But you, you know, I can read, I can read through the explicit stuff and go straight to the joke, to the heart of the matter. And it's like two things that make our friendship up: definitely trusting you, and and I know it goes both ways. And then just finding ways to feed the other person's curiosity. How about you? Well, I mean, yeah. When you said what makes our friendship up, first thing I used my mind was friends, <laughs> ah, which is yet to watch, by the way. <laughs> Ah, I don't have a friend. Does not like Android. Wouldn't watch Friends. Took him like how many years to watch Afterlife, which we still have to talk about, by the way. Yes, we need to. We need to do an episode of Afterlife, actually. Yes. Um, oh, uh, I say, I was just. You just got me distracted. Oh, I can't make our friendship work. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I think. Well, I, I, one of these is what I've already said, which is you, right? Um, oh. is no. yeah, like. No, seriously, I'm not even saying that, like, you know, because you're here, <laughs> which is probably a good reason to not say it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I think you, you, you've, um, yeah, I think you're, like, I'm very, like, I think I'm, I'm very good for your patience, actually. Um, and your, yeah, your acceptance. And, and yes, I obviously, I know, like, I accept you too, but like, yeah, like, you like, um, like, I accept you too. <laughs> How mighty big of you! Yeah, I'm very magnanimous. <laughs> but, but yeah, like your acceptance of me is, is huge. Like, and, and I was gonna say you have no idea how huge it is, but I think you do. So yeah, um, it's many times, even though it doesn't seem, which is weird because I'm sure people listen to it be like, I don't think Tala is always that way. It's just something about you. You make accepting you easy. I'll say that because I, I I don't think so. But my patience is I'm not very for my patience. We can agree to disagree on that. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So th- there's that. But then I think also, um, you know, some of the stuff you said is um, obviously we connect on a lot of levels. Um, we we share a lot of humor. I think we oh, yeah. we we share a lot of our senses of humor. Um, you're an enabler. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, you're an enabler. Like drugs that nobody else will get. I come to yeah, everything. We're, we're, like, we're basically codependent. We're good friends. Yeah, that's it. That's what makes our friendship. If I can just call it a rap. Yes. Because I think I think I think right from like Medilag, that was something that like it was that quirkiness, right? That quirkiness. I think that I found fascinating. That you know, which obviously was in your dress. But it was not limited <laughs> to your dress, <laughs> right? Like, well, not just in how you dress, but your your the way you dress was one way that made it obvious, you know. And it wasn't just how, the way you dress; it was little things. It was your choices of jewelry, like you know, it was those, it was all those sort of little things. Your the colors you picked, right? But then you know, and then obviously when we became friends, you know, finding out like also the way you think about things. Yeah. Um. The fact that there, there, there are opinions I can talk about with you that I can't talk about other people. Yeah. Because they are not like, you know, like those half-formed opinions that like I think I'm on to something here, but the stage I am at with it is not something I can say out loud. I know, <laughs> I know. Without fear of being condemned, right? Even when you condemn, you know that it's coming from a place of understanding. But like, you know, I think we all have those those things where like you are walking through something and you know you're still in process and it's like if you show anybody at this stage you're just gonna look like crap yeah when i say crap i mean like stuff in the toilet yes (laughs) do you know what i mean like yes and 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 you know that you're not done yet so it's like it's like it's like food it's like how some people don't like amala right there are a lot of people don't like amala because they've seen amala being made and like it's just a rule you should never let anyone see amala being made 
<laughs> who have not had a chance to love Amala first. Because if you ever see Amala being made, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's kind of like quickly. Yeah, like there are some things you shouldn't see being made. And I think some ideas are like that. There are some ideas that you can't show everyone those ideas when they are being made. Because before they are made, they look like horrible ideas. Um, but actually, they're just ideas on their way to being shaped and being formed. Um, and sometimes when you get to the end, you can see how it makes sense because now you figured out what you're trying to say and think. Um, but like, there's there's not many people that you can share that in in on the re, on the road process with, and you like you're one of those friends. But yeah, the humor is as well for sure. Um, and then your you know your it's funny because like we're both like we like some quirky things, but like not necessarily the same quirky things. No, yeah, you know, and a friend of mine said something recently um, that the best friends to talk with are those friends that you agree enough that you can talk endlessly or you disagree enough that you can debate forever. <laughs> oh, I love that quote. Still in it. Yes. And I, I yeah. mean, we we can get on like like sometimes petty things and then just make like a whole lecture out of it. I imagine somebody just looking at our chat like, are these people serious? Like, are they still arguing on this? You know, but I think that's what makes our, um, whatever really beautiful. And thanks for putting it that way. I think finally, um, we'll be just uh, moving forward on the podcast. I think bringing you on the show was in, was something that it just, it wasn't like a flash in the pan idea. Oh, actually, it's not like a flash in the pan idea, but it was very thoughtful and organically done in the sense that it's, it's, it's meaningful for me to have you on the podcast and I couldn't have just done it with just anybody so for those listening I am really is going to be um, a steady staple on the show and during that time we'll just explore a lot about being a cultural misfit you know wherever you might be say you're an immigrant or you identify as a particular thing or you're struggling with something else our goal is to come together and bring our experiences and talk about just issues that we feel like we've always had that sense of otherness and not as a way to kind of, you know, put ourselves down, but just to explore what is, how these differences have shaped and peculiarities have shaped our experiences, but leave that, you know, otherwise. So um, I don't know if you had a quick, you know, what to say about that and, and we can just wrap it up. I mean, to be honest, I just feel like this is basically us um, carrying on our conversations from because, that chat, right? <laughs> well, just like, because not just our chat, like, you know, we always have these conversations about just everything. I know, and nothing. Um, and I feel like, I feel like we've not had them so much recently because, you know, you've, you've been very occupied with our producer. You know who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we're going to refer to her now. From yes. Her the producer. You're very, very occupied with our beloved producer. Yes, <clears throat> and and um, obviously I've also been occupied with a bunch of things on Other my things, end. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and and both of us have also had a lot of challenges that we've been going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about that. Not even considering the the distance as well, like the time, the geographical. No, I, well, I, I don't think the distance is so much of a problem. The time zone difference, yes. Yes. You know, but I think, I think by geographical distance. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 But I think it's I think it's more just everything that's been going on for both of us um, yeah. has made it difficult to because I know I realize that we don't we, we still have times when we talk but a lot of our conversations now has been like asynchronous hasn't it so it I has feel like been, yeah. for me which is fine like it's fine this that's life right like the season yeah mm-hmm. you know things change situations change um, and we're not yet retired and they have all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I feel like this is a chance to sort of have those conversations again. Yeah. Or like you know, now in you know, have them in public and have them with other people. And forever on the internet. Who the, the anxiety which we should there's so much we can talk about. So, anyways, this is it guys. And I'm there. It's <laughs> I know it's gonna be a hell of a ride having you on the show, and I cannot even wait to explore more topics with you. And um, I, I told one of my. Have we told them what we're going to be talking about? Sorry. Well, yeah, they'll find out. Don't worry, they'll find out in the next episode. <laughs> but just a little bit of a teaser will be everything we've just talked about today. You know, just talking about stuff, nothing and everything. 
I've reached out to um, Mr. Kenny and his wife Tutu, who are you know one of our top supporters on the show, and because it means a lot to always carry them along. And I told them about you, and they were like, "Oh, this should be fun." And then one of the couple now said, "Oh, just another doctor we need on the show." But can you guys just not make it too science? You science people and your nerdy nerdy talk. So I'm gonna have that at the back of my mind that even in our conversations, I know we might have a tendency to lose other people who might not be you know um, inclined will be we'll just think about ways to not cater to everybody's needs because we're not like John of Christ or you know Jesus but we can find ways to at least bring the conversation home so we don't get lost in our own um, excitement and exuberance but um, yeah just a quick tip will be a quick um, rundown of things we'll be talking about it's almost everything that we're interested in so culture definitely which is really really big our lived experiences being Nigerian in the diaspora um, our faith and how it intersects with everything we do we've always had I think in talking to him I realized that it's okay not to feel like you belong somewhere and I've always always carried that feeling along even as a child but he's one of those people that has helped me be okay with that not like sitting in that space and being like oh yeah I'm different from you guys or better than you guys it's just being okay with that and just finding your own people and I think um, C.S. Lewis says this but when he says friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another what? you too? I thought I was the only one. Well, once I met Ayamine and became friends, I did. I realized that I wasn't the only one. And I know for you also listening, you probably have an Ayamide in your life. And we can't even wait to hear, you know, about your friendship as well in the comment section or wherever you get this podcast on. Well, for now on, this has, sorry for for now. This is this has been the episode with um, the inaugural episode with Ayamide, and we look forward to having you guys listen to us from now on. And thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, thanks a lot. And what, what? final words. <laughs> this, this was fun. This was fun. We, should, we need to come up with a catchphrase. Which you know. What do you mean? Any final words? There's no final words in Jesus' name. Oh my God! That's a Nigerian in you. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, don't forget to catch on the episode the Most Simple Podcast wherever you listen to your show. On this has been Mo and. I have a day. <laughs> Bye. Oh wow. Stop. Okay.